Live across Gippsland on SEN Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Damon Healy and Cam McFan will bring you the SEN Track Latrobe Valley at 91.9 from now on. Hat morning, Cam. Morning, Strap. How are we? I'm very nervous for our first show, to be honest. I think I just stuffed up the intro, but I guess um, the more we do it, the better we'll get. That's it. I think it'll be the first of any stuff-ups. Yeah. The Laura boys listening have got you for a dollar one to swear today. So. Yeah, well, I'll be trying my best not to do that, I reckon. But um, I've had about – my phone's been going off the hook at the moment. I've had about eight messages already saying um, you're going to stuff it and that. So there's been a lot of support. There has, there has. It's been very good. Um, look, at the end of the day, as we are just a couple of local folks who are involved in our in our local clubs and got the opportunity to to bring Gippsland footy on the airways, well, I think it's a positive. Well, after seeing what was in the paper, apparently we're local legends, but I've only played about 10 games for Allen Bank and I reckon you've played less for Drawn, so I'm not sure how we're local legends. But anyway, we'll embrace it. Young, young Hugh's got a lot to answer for who wrote that article, I think. Yeah. Anyway, would you um, like to introduce our first guest? I will. So we are going to talk Gippsland Football League first up. And as we said, there was the word great and local legends thrown around a little bit too much this week. But we can definitely say this bloke is. He's an 11-time interleague rep, three-time big country. He's played 315 senior games. Uh, seven senior club BNFs, a league BNF in that. Um, and currently, I rely on him tapping the ball down to me. Bob McCallum, how are we? I'm well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Uh, just a quick question, Cam. Did you find those stats yourself or did Bob send them in to you? No, they were sent in um, by Bob, weren't asked for. Um, yeah, just, just sent. And he sent them on three different social media platforms as well, so made sure I got them off. I'm pretty sure I won a, a training session, 400-meter run, too, but we missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We can them, are we? Jeez. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, I don't think Strata or I claim with any of them. So how's things, Bobs? How's the body? How's everything going? Yeah, things are good, Strat. Um, the body's had a bit of rest, uh, forced rest, obviously, with the virus heading around. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Still working hard and waiting for a restart. Oh, beautiful. And... Obviously, we play together at Druin. We're sitting sixth at the moment. How do you feel about the draw that's come out? I think, obviously, pretty favourable to us. I think Terrellgan wouldn't be overly happy about it. Yeah, look, we sort of the draw was obviously even at the start, and uh, we weren't we weren't too happy with the way we thought it was going to go in the the first break that we had. Um, given that we'd had a pretty rough build up uh, in the first half of the season playing most of the, the top three sides and a few other teams hadn't. Um, but I think it's sort of evened out a fair bit uh, since then. And, uh, yeah, like there's, there's still three hard games for us to win uh, that we've just got to get the job done to make sure we can get in the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we'll go back to you. We did give you a nice big wrap at the start. So, obviously, we both know you a bit, but... To tell the listeners, and look, a lot of people around Gippsland Footy do know who you are and do know you and sort of what you've achieved over your time, but I believe you were a late starter to footy. I was a late starter. Um, 
early on it was mostly mostly basketball, um, a fair bit. All my weekends were taken up with basketball as a junior. Uh, and then the pressure from the, the mates, sort of when I was about, I think about 15, got me across to the footy. Um, embarrassingly, <laughs> my first season of football was on a permit for the under 14 and a half because I was something to do with age groups, but all my mates were playing under 14 and a half. And the next step up was under 15s. And uh, the boys wanted to play with them. So I, I jumped into them. And uh, I was my first instruction was to play the back line and don't do anything special, otherwise you'll lose your permit. And so I, I did just that. <laughs> we were down by, I think, about two goals or something, and they, they thrust me forward, and I kicked three goals about 10 minutes. And the other coach dragged me and said, you can't do that. <laughs> so I was going to play forward again in that, in that team. Uh, but then from there, the, the league sort of changed straight away. I think they went from 16s to 15s or, or something along those lines, and I went straight into the thirds. So I complete, completely missed out on the fourths. Uh, played two years as an under-17 and then was ready to go into the seniors and changed again to the 18s, and so I got next year thirds. Yeah, I um, won a couple flags around that time, didn't you? Yeah. I'm, um, with my brother-in-laws, and that, I'm pretty sure they were playing in the same team with you. And yeah. I've seen some footage of Buddy kicking a goal. You want to see him carry on when he kicked a goal in one of those finals. Christ. Yeah, classic Buddy. Um, yeah, we didn't lose as juniors. We basically rocked up every year expecting to be in the grand final and win them. And yeah, that's what happened. It was a bit of a change-up when we got to the seniors, I can tell you that. That was um, part of the old West Gippy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Back when there was sort of Beaconsfield and, and Packham and these sides. But then when we went to the seniors, it changed pretty quickly and we went to the Latrobe Valley. Yeah, okay. So from there, obviously you've progressed to senior footy. What have you what have you sort of done with your senior career? Obviously a majority of it's been at, at Druin. Yeah. Um and I think a lot of people just see you as a Druin footballer, but I think there's a little bit more to it, isn't there? Yeah, I've always liked to be loyal. Um so Druin Druin's my home club and that's where I put in most of my work. But there was an opportunity at one stage to get some experience assistant coaching. So I went with uh, Paul Albert down to Ball and Ball, two years, and uh, we were lucky to jag a, a premiership out of that in the second year. Uh, I did take a trip down to Frankston in the VFL for a year, which was a great experience. Tough going. Um, having to train three nights a week was was pretty brutal. Um, having a, a you know a business to run, uh, you know having a family and mortgages and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, you basically have to leave during about four o'clock just to get there at time on time, which meant leaving work early. Uh, but as I said, great experience. Got to play with some really good footballers against a lot of really good footballers, um, especially guys that were listed or coming back from injury. You know, having to play against some pretty rough ruckmen. Yeah, uh, in those times. What age were you when you did that? Because all I know when I first moved down and playing under you at Drawn, like it was probably as good as the season I've seen from a ruckman. You won the league BNF. Like, that was probably, your, I think, probably your sweet spot. But did you go to um, down to VFL at the wrong time? Like, or Yeah, it's, it's always a funny question looking back on it. Like, I went there when I was 26. So in terms of, you know, wanting to be picked up and be drafted and that sort of thing, it's probably too late. And it was just at the time when uh, AFL clubs were sort of starting to look at older guys. What's your age? I think the year I was in VFL, they drafted Ozzy Adley. He was sort of the first of that sort of group of guys to come through. So, look, if, if I had my time again, I'd probably have gone down younger. But 
having said that, you know, as you said, I was 30 when I, I won a, a league medal. So as we know, rock can take a little bit of time to, <laughs> to get to this job. So, yeah. Um, no, well, I guess we'll talk a little bit about the actual Gippsland League instead of all about you, Bob. Um, <laughs> um, who's the team to beat this year, you reckon? Yeah, look, there's a, there's a bit of discrepancy in that. I think um, a lot of people saw Wontaggy early on and were a bit shocked. And there's still, they're still a massive chance. Uh, the way they attack through their midfield, uh, they're always moving. They're really strong in there. Uh, but I can't go past Lane Gatha. I just think they're such an evenly spread side. Uh, and they've got some real A-graders in there as well. But across the board, yeah, I think they're just such a balanced side. They'd be my tip if I wasn't asking them. Yeah, we give it our best shot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I know, obviously, you will say us at Druin, um, but do you see it being possible for, I think at the moment it's really sale or Sailor set him forth, Terrell and us going to be fighting it out here. Obviously, that top three are a long way ahead. Can, can any of those four, five, six get to a grand final? Can you see that happening? Oh, absolutely. Anyone can get to that grand final. Uh, it's, um, yeah, like from our perspective, there's only a couple of guys that have played uh, in the last grand final that we made, myself and David Olsen. Maybe Jordan King was in there as well. We came from the spot, so we know it can be done. Um, but, yeah, any, any, any side on their day, there's a lot of teams that I don't think have hit their straps yet. Um, you know, we've had so many breaks, so it's been really hard to get that continuity. A few sides have had some shocking injuries, uh, us included. Just one week against Mali, we've had 10 uh, blokes out of our senior side, so uh, that's, that's pretty tough to, to cover 10 blokes, no matter how much depth you've got. Uh, Sale, you know, they've been hitting those finals for many, many years, but only really sitting around that third or fourth spot, so uh, they've got some big boys. Uh, pretty good side from what we've seen, even though we got them at home. That's that's a great example. Uh, anyone on their days is really good. So yeah, I reckon you're 100 right. Like we we were we probably got lucky. I reckon against Sale, they had a couple of their good players out, and then you come across a Terrellgan who results have been a little bit up and down. And realistically, they put us to the sword. They look like a really good side strap, um, but could still miss. So. It's, it is quite even. Yes, those top three sides are that, seemingly a fair way in front at the moment, but can change pretty quick. Is that Jake Best still an absolute gun? Yeah, Jake, he actually bobbed up and got five against us, but to be honest, I didn't see much throughout the day. But um, he's just one of those players that just eventually... I, I remember playing against him at Lee and Gatha. I think Tom Barr went through him somewhere else. I had a go for about two minutes, had two kicked on me. Yeah. And then... Um, Darcy Ewan finally got put on. I think they're mates, and Jake's there, and he goes, Darcy, we're going to do the same t- thing every time. Those two just punched on like you wouldn't believe. Like, they just went at it, and I think he kicked about seven or eight that day. We got touched up pretty bad. And big shout-out to Ryan Taylor too, Bob. You'll you'll appreciate this, I think, because yeah. he got to training on the Tuesday night and told us how well he played and didn't have a goal kicked on him. And I'm pretty sure he played on Bestie all day. He could already... Everyone's defence, he made it quite clear to me that he was only on him for a half and he didn't get him any kicked on him, but I don't know, that's Ryan's version, Ryan's version not his. Yeah, well. So you I mean, get... Bessie's he's like a guy like a different player to Chris Barn, but 
Chris done the amount of times he's come off the ground to get a quiet day and turn around and seven. So I don't know something about those laying down the blokes. Well, he's a drawn local, really, but anyway, end up playing. More successful than Wayne Gunther, I tell you. (laughs) One of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet, too. Oh, you lost your mic there, Kim. Go on, mate. It's first show. Uh, A bit nervous. Um, Also, for the listeners out there, Bob decided to bring in a football for us and signed himself and said, um, this is how good I am. He's signed it um, with the number 44, still repping the 44 jumper. Still repping the 44, mate. So I think he got it out of the $5 sale at Kmart, the ball, but that's all right. um, Thank you for the gift. Um, I'm not sure. Are you going to keep that cam or will I? Well, I think we'll have to send it into SEN head offices, won't we? You can sit next to all these legends there. Yeah. And a few of them can work out who he is. Yeah, I think there's a basement down there, isn't there? Yeah. Probably. Archie might do another kick. Through his... Yeah, that was a fair kick, wasn't it? Got a track record of being all right. That'd be boss. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was brilliant, to be honest. He's about 20 metres away and put it straight in the, um, in the ring, so... Not bad, yeah. Um, how many ta- takes you reckon it might have taken in the first yeah, go? That's what I'm thinking. There might have been a few there. Yeah. But that's all right. Now, back back to Bob. Because yep. we've done a yeah, couple of minutes at Gibson League, but this is a 20-minute Bob segment, let's be honest. <laughs> so I've tried to get a bit of dirt on him. Chewy Olsen won't give me any because they've played over 200 games together, joined at the hip. So I've, I've just had to scrounge up a little bit, right? So I've known... Lucky enough to have known Bob since I've moved down to the area a couple of years ago. We had a practice match uh, against Inverloch. We've obviously headed back to Warrigal earlier this year, and there's a fair few footballers out and about. A lot of Bullen blokes, as Bob mentioned. Bullen, Bullen best and fairest, Bullen premiership player. Anyway, Bullen bloke comes up to him, Bob, how are you, mate? What's been going on? Anyway, I noticed this five-minute conversation, Bob never called him by name straight, not once. So he walks off this bike. I said to Bob, do you, do you know him, mate, or not? He goes, oh, yeah, and he was a bit bit sheepish. And he said, oh, I played in a premiership with him. So is that true or false, Bob? You did not know a premiership teammate by first name. Completely fabricated. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, walking, in, walking into the Bullen Bullen um, change rooms, the old ones I used to have, and Bob, I remember sending it in to Bobby. Didn't you? Your, your coat hanger thing was extra high or something because yeah, you were so boys, tall? I always thought it was very funny to pick up my height. And uh, they put a, a bag hanger that was about oh, 20 centimetres away from the roof, even though I had to reach for it. That's where my bag went. I, um, I know when you used to go in the old bullying rooms there, they used to have on the wall, ah, strut your stuff. I should have played a bull and bull and all that <laughs> thing, but anyway, not and, the case. And uh, strut your stuff. They recently Bullen uh, had their team of the decade night as well. So 300-game legend of Gippsland, Ruckman, in a full pocket. <laughs> I'm assuming Matty Gray was in the... Uh... Matty Gray was in the Ruck, yeah, let's be honest. How, how, did, how did teams go playing? Was Matty Gray playing when you were playing there? Yeah, he was, yeah. Like, you'd think one bloke goes to full forward, you know, Bob's a good kick for goal. And then this poor young bloke's probably playing his, you know, 10th senior game in Iraq. you got Matty Gray switching with Bob McCallum. Like, it'd be a tough ask for some young blokes, I reckon. When, you, when you're up in a, in a normal team, it's your turn to sort of have a rest and, and bring in the sort of, you know, it's, it's usually just a, a tall kid that's come out of the line or something that doesn't usually rough. 
it's a hard thing to bring out. Lose that as Iraq. Play with Matt. That's all So am I right to say you were both playing in the country? Is that correct? Because I have been told that. Uh, when we were playing Bourne? So you played together and were the big country ruckman as well? No, no, no. No, no. When we were at Bourne, we both, it was the, the big two because it's the, um, the, the minor league. Yep. And uh, Maddie made it in and I didn't. Oh, well, that's why he's in a full pocket strap. There we go. Matty Gray's probably got over 250 games here, though. I would have think you'd have a few games there, wouldn't you? Or he played a bit. Yeah, yeah. Bourne's his home club. Yeah. He, uh, he played probably four or five. Oh, did he? I, did, I wasn't aware of that. Although well, we played together at Bourne, we had some many battles with Drummond versus Royal. <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of Drummond versus Warrior battles. <laughs> <I'll play laughs> pretty quickly. Who's been your toughest opponent in the Gippsland League as a Ruckman? In the Gippie League. Uh, like, like when I was playing, there's obviously Carey, like he's a big boy, that yeah. big bloke from Sales, he's still playing there. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, early on, my, my first sort of big fellow um was the Chief Mark Bradley. He was playing for Lane Gatha. Yeah, the Chiefs played for a few clubs since then, but uh, yeah, he was, he was sort of coming out of his prime at that stage, but just a, a real sort of workhorse. Strong, valid, tall, but super strong at the same time. So early on, it was the Chief. And uh, the last couple of years, we be definitely did live over from, uh, from Sale. He's, uh, he was he's a man mountain, that dude. Yeah, he's, he's huge in every aspect. We've like, played against each other for years now. He was always a big fella, but uh, didn't quite have the techniques you sort of need to, to go against uh, everybody and um yeah now you know he's sort of telling his own in that regard so he's big and right cam probably didn't mention before but you know you obviously you coached at drawn we got you got to finals at drawn yeah. um is that you'd like to have another go at that potentially or yeah. too busy on the home front and it's just you know like um because i thought you did a great job while i was there thanks mate <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the finals Bet, bet Warrigal. Geez, it's a hard sell. They're going, I have a bank for you, Bob. <laughs> well, I don't know if Rag is doing it next year or not. <laughs> now, look, it's something I've always felt like I'll do again. Um, leaving the coaching role at Drum was just the right time for the club. Um, you know, it's just you're sort of going to realise at certain times that the, the club needs a, a bit of a fresh face and a fresh voice, and felt that it was just the right time to, to give that up. Um, but I always felt I'd, I'd get back into it again at some point. When that point's going to be, I don't know. I, you know, you sort of deliberate on these things, whether you want to coach when you still can play with footy or whether you do it when you, you know, just you know, pinch it and sit down in the poor pocket uh, in some sort of league. I don't know when it's going to be, but I think it'll happen again at some stage if somebody wants me. I think it was, um, like, obviously my brother-in-law was going to coach that year and then he just ditched us, and I think it might have put you in a little bit of a difficult spot because it didn't allow you to recruit the players you probably wanted. Like, you you were sort of given the team that first year, and it didn't allow you to, like, you were hamstrung, I guess, in some areas. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Like, yeah, it's pretty spot on. Like, it was, it was a tough start. It was, as you know, nobody was going for the job, and I was going to be an assistant coach, and I think a week out from starting pre-season, <laughs> I was given the, the top job, so... Not only did I not have the team that I wanted to put together, not that it was a bad team, but he'd done a great job in that regard, um, but I didn't have a plan prepared for a pre-season and all that, so I really had to jump on that on the fly. Um, but yeah, so sort of just learned as I went along, and uh, as you said, we managed to get a, a grand, uh, 
a final in that second year against Warrigal and, and got the job done. And you know, things were looking okay against Australia in the second final until Benny Hughes decided to get knocked out in the first minutes and lost our full forward and basically lost the bit of construction. And that was the game over for us. Strat, you've just thrown your brother-in-law under the bus there as well, so Christmas is going to be awkward this year, I think. <laughs> uh, he throws me under the bus more than enough, so and I'm sure that everyone that listening that knows Buddy more than happy to throw him under the bus. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Look, Bob, obviously, thanks very much for coming in. Um, really appreciate your time. It's nice to know a little bit more about you and your background. Um, obviously, I hope we have at least seven more games to play this year. I think we were talking about a couple of days ago. Um, and, yeah, whatever the future holds for you, mate, obviously we all here wish you all the best. And I know Strut's hoping that it might be uh, with him at some point in the future. And, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping it's with me. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, thanks very much, Bob. Thanks for having me, boys. And, uh, thanks for all the nice, kind words. And look after this footy. Um, I've got... <laughs> Couple more quick questions, Bob's, because someone's just cutting short to the ad break. We've still got a couple minutes left. Um, now I've just forgotten your question. I was going to ask. I'm just having that brain fade for a second and see if it comes to me. Um, yeah, I'm lost. Oh, that's all right. Well, we're we're happy to have a few stuff ups on the first show, surely. Oh. Yeah, we, the fines are just building up for both of our footy clubs and cricket clubs here anyway. So Yeah, well, you know, if I was getting paid for this show, I'd probably just hand it straight over the bar, to be honest. <laughs> um, first show was on. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's you've just reminded me of my question. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this show? Like, is, you think it's a good idea? Like, is something to provide for the Gippsland football region? Yeah, I think the Gippie League's – it's obviously the – my league especially the better league in the area but our league especially has been doing a lot of work about you know, getting it out there getting it out there known like we've been doing the um you know, the live broadcasts on facebook we've had i think we've been two games filmed per week uh this radio show that does uh, the game each week which is really good so all these sort of little things um add to sort of the uh notoriety of, of the area and Anything that anyone can do to, to pump it up at least a great idea. And you know, it's not the AFL boys, we should be our boys out there as well. Yeah, well, I think hopefully that, um, you know, we can get some people hopefully currently playing AFL or John Newcomb or Caleb Sarong or even ex AFL and let's just promote this great area. But um, thank you for your time, Bob. And we're going to cut to our first ad break and um, we'll see you later on after the ad break. Thank you. Live across Gippsland on SEM Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron McFan and with me is Damon Strutt-Healy. Strut, we are told here that you can actually text into the show, so we could get some interesting responses here. Yeah. The uh, the number's 0499-736-736. That's 0499-736-736. So feel free to text in, listeners. And Strut, we've got another guest in, if you want to introduce him. Yes, so right here we have, we've brought in the Allen Bank president of the league, um, Roger Gwynn. How are you, Roger? Good. Uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. No worries at all, and happy to have footy back, even at a junior capacity today. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Really, it's uh, 
uh, good to see the kids running around. I've been out there this morning, and uh, fantastic. It's good. It is. It is a perfect day for it too. It yeah. is a beautiful day. Um, was there any um, ideas on having the seniors on today? What was the process of starting next week instead of this week, maybe? Or yeah, well, look, uh, we we were all for playing this week, uh, but we we left it up to the clubs. Uh, we done a, a ring around of all all the clubs at our board meeting on uh, Tuesday night, and. Um, uh, it was sort of some wanted to play, some didn't want to play, uh, some of it put down to financial, uh, others uh, said the training aspect of it, not enough training, which you know, it, uh, you'd think a lot of the senior footballers these days would keep the training up themselves, regardless of they're playing. But you know, you got to take all that into consideration. And uh, so we decided to uh, not play the seniors, but play the juniors. And uh, we'll commence next week. I think quite a few other leagues are starting next week. But we'll do the same probably in the middle of the week. We'll, I'll have a ring around. And if, if the presidents or clubs that don't want to play, we'll take it into consideration how many wants to play and how many does not want to play. So do clubs just play their last three rounds or is it starting from their last round they were meant to play a few weeks ago no, then onwards? How does it work? We, we're not altering the fixture. We've rejected yep. enough as it is. Yep. We're leaving it as it is. So uh, what is it, round 17 today? Uh, we've just gone to round 18 next week. If we don't play next week, we've just got on to round 19. So with these, and I'm assuming you almost, well, you probably vote on these things with the presidents, does it come down to over 50% or you want all club support when you're making these decisions? We, we didn't we didn't put it to a vote with the presidents. Yeah, okay. We, uh, we, we look, we took, took a lot of things into consideration. You know, the, the, we thought the weather was going to be absolutely horrendous today. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, a lot of, uh, quite a few of the clubs have got two or three home games in the last four. That's how the competition sort of act out. And uh, they were worried about their grounds, you know, for finals. Yeah. So we, we took all, all that into consideration. So. Yeah, okay. So sort of moving on from that, um, obviously there's been a lot of changes in West Gippsland and Allen Bank League footy, I think there's been club movement or changes to leagues nearly every year for about, oh, it feels like 10 years now. Um, from the Allen Bank League point of view, would you say a club came to the league wanting to come in? I think there's 13, 11, 11 sorry, 11 teams at the moment. Is there sort of a maximum that you would have on coming into the league? Or? Yeah, well, we, we'd like another... Another club into a, even it out to twelve. Yeah, uh, eleven team comp is pretty hard to manage actually, and with the with the draw, uh, and with the with them not all having juniors, yeah, you we make a lot of catch up rounds, and it's so uh, we we are hoping to get a, another club in. We've had quite a few uh, leagues. Uh, 
clubs from other leagues wanted to come in it. And uh, so we'll take all that into consideration. You're going to give us any names, or is this all confidential at the moment? <laughs> like I, I said, they didn't want to come; they show an interest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's been that many changes in the last well six, seven years. It's actually given me the you know what and. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. We, uh, they should just let it settle down now for a few years uh, and let the league settle down and all these new rules and regulations, uh, you know, coming in from AFL Vic. You know, the day the volunteers just about gone. You've got to be a Philadelphia lawyer now to work out a, all the, the rules and regulations and uh, computerized things everything's uh, online now and you know like i'm a bit of a dinosaur with the computers and, <laughs> and so i wouldn't be the only one yeah and yeah. uh um roger how long have you been the president and um did you used to play football for someone or yeah, just a, a little bit more about yourself i played about off of 400 games of footy Four. 400 games. Of no, games. for who though, sorry? I started playing for the Keysborough in the yep. Southwest Gippsland League, or the old Southwest Gippsland League. Played over 200 games there. <laughs> then I went to, uh, I played also in a Sunday comp, uh, a church comp, which was probably the toughest comp I've ever played in in my life. Yep. Then I went in, into the West Gippsland Football League. Um, uh, Bunyip, and then I went from Bunyip to Niora and played uh, the, my uh, career there, ended up coaching out there, and so I, I've done all right. So how long have you been at EDFL president for? 27 years. 27. Jeez, yeah, given that a fair old crack, that's a lot. I think I've served my apprenticeship. <laughs> That's nearly as old as me. It's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been president for 27 years. I was senior vice president for two years before that and junior vice president for a couple of years before that. So I've been on the executive probably 31 years. I'm assuming you'd be a life member by now. Yeah, I'm a life member. I'm, you hope uh, so. Yeah, that you would so. I'm actually a life member of... Keysborough in the in the old southwest. I'm I'm a life member of Niora and a life member of the league. So, yeah. well, that's fantastic. You've had a, a lot to contribute to football. Yeah, well, I've I've been involved with uh, uh, Australian rules. That is Aussie rules football for 55 years. I've I started playing when I was I never played junior football. I I started playing when I was about 18 or 19. So did you play soccer before then or something? Nah, or just... soccer, no. Well, <laughs> well, it just said like you, you, you're playing something else before I, then. I, I played, uh, I never, I came over from Wales. Yeah, I was going to say I can rugby. still get the rugby, accent. Surely. I used to play rugby when yeah. I was at school. But, uh, and then I, I came over here when I was 15 and, and went from there. I, I came over in 1962 when I them on the flag, and I've been barricaded for them ever since. So, um, so with the NFL this year, who do you think's the uh, team to beat this year for the finals? Well, 
like going on uh, uh, last year when we didn't play, you know, and uh, with the, the recruiting they done last week, I thought uh, I thought Poo Wong would be right up there with them, but they've had quite a few bad injuries, lost a few players. Um, Lang Lang uh, recruited really really well, and uh, and they've been hit by real bad injuries. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think at this stage, you've got to go for Alan Bank. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm chipping Alan Bank for the, for the flag. But with this all this few weeks off from football, a lot of these clubs now are getting all their gun players back from injury. So, you know, anything to that. Exactly, and I think that's going to be a thing, Strat, that'll throw Long Worry back into the fray as well. Like, I know they had a lot of injuries early. I know. They, had, they had about nine, nine of the top players out. Yeah, I know their coach, Pax, did a ha- did a hamstring. Now they're, now they're nearly all back. Yeah. Needham South had a few injuries, and they're hovering just outside the five. I think Bourne Bourne's a um, sleeping giant. They've, they've been going really well. They've been beating a few teams, and I reckon they're just flying under the radar, personally. They lost their first, I think, four games, and but they, I don't think they've lost a game since. Yeah, well, I went out. We had a week off, and I watched them play Allen Bank, and it looked like they were worlds apart. Um, but since then, I don't think they've lost, and they've been spot on. They are a sleeping giant. I think they could uh, upset a few teams in there. Well, um, thank you for your time, Roger. We um, don't have enough time to speak a bit longer, but we just thank you for coming on to the show. I've got no doubt you'll probably go back to junior football that's still on, maybe, yeah. or um, whatever other duties you have for the day. But thank you for your time. Been much appreciated, and hopefully we can get you on a bit more and promote the EDFL. Yeah, mainly I'd like to really promote the juniors. Like, they're our lifeline, and without the kids coming through, uh, you know, we've got no senior footballers. And I really, I'm a real advocate of junior football. And uh, we're in the process now of s- starting our own junior competition. So that's to come. And uh, maybe I can talk about that later on. No worries. Thank you, Roger. And we'll cut to our next ad break. And um, we'll see you after the ad break on the Gippsland Local Footy Show. Live across Gippsland on SEN Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show on SEN Track 91.9 Latrobe Valley. Hello, Ken. Again, once again, I shouldn't say hello again. I've already welcomed you back to the show, but anyway. That's all right, mate. We're allowed a few slip up, surely. Yeah, hopefully. Well, <laughs> anyway. So we've got another guest on. He's known as the name of Tex Walker, but his actual first name's Brad. Um, have we got you on the line there, Tex? Strutter, how are you, mate? Good, pal. How are you? Going well. I, um, when I was calling you the other day to get you on the show, I was ringing you. and um, You know when you know people by their nicknames and not their actual name? Anyway, it went straight through to Tex's um, voicemail and it goes, name's Brad Walker. I didn't actually know your name, Brad. Does anyone actually call uh, you Brad? No, not many people know that. So um, there, there's a few people like that out, out in the uh, local footy world where they just don't have a first name. They've just got a footy nickname, and that, that's how they, they get known. So your lovely wife, Sam, does she call you Tex or Brad? No, I'm, I'm Tex to her. I'm Tex to her family. <laughs> um, yeah, my, 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 my grandfather prefers to call me Tex than Brad, so it's, 
yeah, there's there's a couple of nicknames, but that's that's the household nickname for me. That's unreal. I love that, mate. Hey, it's Cameron here, Tex. Um, just tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Obviously, been heavily involved with Bunyip um, through a, through a fair period of time. I'm told um, Druin before that, I believe. Um, do you want to give us a bit of background on yourself and uh, what you've done and a few roles you've played at at clubs you've been at? Yeah, so uh, started having a kick with Bunyip back uh, probably late nineties. Uh, in the under-10s, as it was back then. Um, played all my juniors at, at Bunyip. And then, uh, yeah, took took off. I, I broke my neck in 2016. So that, that put me back a little bit. Had a couple of years off. And then uh, went 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 to Druin in 2010 for, for a year under Ben Samilis. So I, I, someone tried to get me to Garfield when he was there. And, and it just, Bunyip and Garfield, it's, you, you don't you don't do that. You don't you don't leave Bunyip to go to Garfield. But I, I did enjoy summer as a coach. So when he took off to Druin, I, I followed him there for twelve months, which was uh, was a good year. We that that was probably one of my favourite years of footy and, and probably the most enjoyable game that that I was involved in, which was with Bob, um, who you had on earlier. The prelim that we won that day against Taralgan uh, would still be, even though I've won a flag in twenty twelve. I think that that prelim in 2010 sort of takes the cake in terms of adrenaline and excitement once once we won that match so and then yeah won won the flag in 2012 lost 2013 lost 2015 lost 2016 um couple as captain couple as coach and then uh yeah just just been battling on just trying to hold on for, for dear life until till i retire not in the not too distant future now my understanding texas you're the secretary of uh bunyard football club is that right yeah, so off off field, I've, I've probably had a finger in as many pies as you can can think of. Uh, been third coach, senior coach, president, secretary. So yeah, if if there's a role to be done, I somehow get get stuck doing it, which which I don't mind doing, um, so long as the club benefits. But uh, yeah, it's generally not by choice. Now, being the secretary, do you just uh, sneak yourself a couple of extra hundred bucks a game, or what do you do there? <laughs> Nah, look, it's never it's never cash, but but I won't lie. Sometimes they may go, uh, might get a great northern or two missing from the from the fridge. Uh, you wouldn't that's be that's the only bloke that does that. He's the first one <laughs> to do that. Um, Entitled so, to one or two. So where where's uh, Bunyip season at? Obviously, first first year under a new coach. Um, there was obviously a lot of announcements in the off season and new players. Um, I believe the breaks probably haven't helped you guys uh, where you're positioned in the seniors at the moment. Um, how do, you, how do you feel you're gone this year and what does the rest of the year hold? Yeah, so we're sitting eighth at the moment and, and not able to make finals. It was one of those ones where when we when we had the return trip against the, the time teams that we played twice, we really had to had to cause a couple of upsets. So um, the, the teams that we were vying for, for similar um, positions, which was the Coralins of the world, the, the Garfields of the world, we played them twice, and we would have had to have beaten them in order to, to sneak in. But with the shortened season, that that hasn't hasn't come through. So um, yeah, we're we're sort of looking to, to 2022 as a senior side. Um, unofficially, we, we've uh, reappointed uh, Timmy Gibney for, for 2022. So um, really looking forward to, to being stable with with our off field announcements with with our coaching staff and and presidents and things like that a lot of people remain in similar roles so that that allows us to have that stability at the club 
which we probably didn't have last year. I, I stood out of the um, presidency role. Um, we, we had a new coach come in, so we had a lot of new recruits. But hopefully now that that, that just basically rolls on to next year, that, that puts us in a better position. So the list is good. Um, we've got some really good young kids. We've got some really old fellas. Uh, myself included, and uh, yeah, like I said, we're we're holding on in, in the hope that we can really sort of snag a, a flag in the next year or two. Yeah, um, just a couple more questions, Tex. Um, who wins it this year? Look, it's one of those ones. I think that the Phillip Island are the favourites, and uh, look, it, it's easy for me to say um, that they're they're probably. I think that the rest of the, the league or the competition's caught up to them. So I think that there are a number of sides that, that can beat them. But I think it comes down to the coaching, um, who, who sort of who coaches best through the final series. You've got the new type of coach in, in Bo Vernon at Phillip Island, and then you've got the old-school version at Inverloch with Summa. So, yeah, there's going to be a few sort of sides bob up to it, and we played the other day. They've got some really silky guys uh, through the midfield. And, and it's going to be one of those ones. Whoever comes prepared, whoever gets their matchups right, I think that there, there could be an upset brewing this year in our comp. Um, so I was talking to a person we both know pretty well, and he was just wondering, with your um, Sam, your other half being a jewellery maker and she's got a workbench, do you um, still just grind off the um, elbows just to give a few cheeky ones out? Uh, look. It, it's it's something that accidentally happens in my game. It's not something that I I intently go out and do. But well, that's not what yeah. Jordy Edwards tells me. Nah, look, I've I've never I've never purposely thrown an elbow, but I'm I'm very clumsy, and, <laughs> and I do apologise to to the opposition out there. It's it's generally there's no intent in it. I'm just a very clumsy type of footballer. Beautiful. Well, look, Tex, unfortunately, that's all the time we've got. Thank you very much for your time. Um, much appreciated. No, good on yes. you, boys. Look, I just, just wanted to say that um, you, you couple of boys getting called a, a drill legend through the week. Um, may <laughs> yeah, have, what, may a, have what a stitch up that is. But anyway, uh, thank you for it your time have... once again, Tex, and uh, we'll speak yeah, to you next time. All right, catch ya. Uh, catch us next Saturday morning for another edition of the Gippsland Lo- uh, Footy Show. Coming up next on SEN Track will be the track side with Cam, Luke, Paddy, Simon O'Donnell and David Taggart. Thank you for your time today, Cam, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone.